Job's not finished. Job finished? I don't think so. Whether you've been in the workplace for 10 years, whether you're new to the workplace, or if you're switching around, whatever your case is, one thing I'm pretty sure we all will have in common is that we need to have a resume. Now, what is a resume? A resume is a document, a file that kind of personifies all of your professional experiences. It embodies your qualifications, your work history, everything kind of you've done in your professional work experience. And the goal is to present this document in a way, in a matter that the employer that you're submitting it to will read it, like it, and offer you employment. With a document that is so important, so crucial to you getting that next job, it could be your dream job, your first job, whatever the case is, so important. I thought it'd be great to go over some mistakes that are pretty common or that people unknowingly add onto the resume that might hinder your opportunity in getting that job. So if I can kind of pass these forward and help you avoid these mistakes so that maybe you can kind of get that job and get one leg up or kind of have a better chance at getting that job, I thought, why not? We should just go over this. So again, today we are going to be going over some mistakes that I see a lot on people's resumes that people should avoid. And again, who am I, right? I have about close to four years experience in human resources. I have worked very closely with recruiting managers, recruiters, hiring managers. So I've been in a position a lot where I've seen people say, that looks kind of odd on a resume or a hiring manager will say, why do you think they added this on the resume? So this is an opinion piece. Maybe some of these mistakes are things that you've been doing all along and you've had extreme great luck in getting your jobs or a great chance of getting your jobs with these on your resume already. So take it with a grain of salt. But again, just in my experience, these have kind of been seen as turnoffs or things that you shouldn't do on a resume. So let's just dive right into it. The first mistake I want to go over is file name and file formatting for the resume. So regardless of if you're applying through LinkedIn, Indeed, the employer's website, or wherever you like to submit your job applications, the one thing that they all have in common is that on the employer's side or the person receiving the resume, they're going to see it and download it exactly like you uploaded it. So one thing you want to keep in mind is keep a professional file name. Now, what do I mean by this? Maybe you save it as you're doing it. You know, I used to do a lot of papers in college and sometimes I'll do it late at night. And I'm just so frustrated. I'll type in, you know, history BS paper or whatever the case is. So if you're doing that with your resume and you're saving it as like a my resume, LOL or whatever, and you don't remember that now you uploaded it and the employer's receiving it and that's what they're seeing. So you want to be mindful and make sure when you're actually saving the file, you're saving it as maybe last name, first name, resume 2021 or whatever year it is, whatever format you like, something that makes sense, something that's related to resume and professional and presentable. File format is also something sometimes a recruiter and employer will request, send this over in a Word document, please upload a PDF or please upload in XYZ format. So just make sure you keep in mind of that because they might not be doing it just to be, you know, picking on the little details. They'll do it because their ATS system, which is an applicant tracking system, can only upload your resume if it's in Word or if it's in PDF or whatever file they want it in. So make sure you're following the direction or whatever the job application has. If it's free reign, then just do whatever you prefer. Normally, I've been taught that Word document is the way to go. Some people say PDF is better. So if there's no specification, definitely go with what you prefer, but just something to look out for in the job description or the email from the recruiter. This next mistake we're going to go over is more so for your own privacy, I feel. And that is when you open the resume, one thing that people like to do on the top or what you should do normally is, you know, you add that personal contact information and within there, your address might be there. Now, this is kind of twofold. The first end is just for your own privacy. You don't want to add your whole address down to the zip code, everything where someone can just find you just for your own privacy. You normally just want to add your state and your city. You don't want to add the full home address. There's no need 
And then on the other end, there is a possibility for discrimination. I, I know a lot of people like to think discrimination doesn't exist anymore, and it shouldn't. It's not legal, but unfortunately it does. People might see where you live and think, mm, this person's very high up, or oh, this person lives in a bad area, doesn't fit our company for whatever reason. There are a lot of sleazy companies, unfortunately, that do things like that. So you don't want to put your full address up top on the resume. My advice would be just to go with your state and your city. That's how I've been doing it all along. No employer will ever complain, and if they do, you don't want to work there. Keeping up with that personal information up top. Another mistake is not making sure that it's up to date. You might have an outdated email address you don't check anymore or a phone number that you don't use anymore. I actually have a story about this. I was working at a company and they had an internship available. I wanted one of my friends to get that internship. He was qualified, all that good stuff. And they even asked me, hey, Shazad, do you have somebody that can fit this position? I said, yes. I got his resume. I submitted it to them. A few weeks go by and they're like, you know, we've been calling him and he just doesn't pick up. I went back to my friend and he's like, I never got a call. And I, I looked at the resume and we find out the wrong number was on there. So in that case, we were able to remedy it. But in most cases, an employer is not going to have that contact to get in touch with you to say, is this email wrong? Is this number wrong? Because the information is wrong. So they can get in touch with you. So you might be hindering yourself and getting that opportunity or that call back. Make sure, make sure, make sure that you are checking all your information that is up to date. There's no typos in there. The email's right. The phone number's right. Otherwise, they have no other way to contact you. And lastly, in terms of personal information up top, we want to, of course, cover the email. One big mistake is not using a professional or a presentable email. I am a very big Lakers fan. I had a very generic Lakers at, you know, something Gmail email for middle school, high school, college. I always use this Lakers-related email. But now that I'm applying for jobs or when I started applying for jobs, that's not the email I'm going to use. So if you've been in a similar circumstance where you're using one personal email with whatever personal inside joke you have in your email tag, you will want to create a new professional email, maybe with your name or something professional presentable that you can apply to these jobs with. Because the last thing you want is you're, you're qualified, everything looks good, but then that email just turns off the recruiter or the hiring manager. And trust me, that happens. Unfortunately, it does. Next mistake is having the font all over the place. Now, again, this does have a lot to do with the formatting of the resume, and I will go into a little bit other detailed mistakes as well, but for the formatting, I've seen resumes when I was reviewing resumes in certain roles that I had where the font up top is one font, the font at the bottom is a different style, the font is one size over here, another size over there, it's too small, too big, it's just all over the place, hard to read, and a lot of times people just ignore things like that, they just pass it forward. They shouldn't, but I know it's it's a very cosmetic, superficial issue. But what you would like to do is make sure the font is all uniform. You're using the same style, the same font size, and just make it all look good and presentable. Don't have it all over the place with nine different fonts. One extra point about the font is maybe in your personal life, you like using on your own documents that robotic-looking font or that very comic-looking font. For a resume, you would want to go with kind of the generic ones, the, you know, the boring-looking ones, but the professional ones that go on the professional documents, maybe like Times New Roman, Cambria, Calibri, just something like that. You can just Google the best fonts for a resume, but definitely avoid using those cartoony looking ones that you use on your personal documents that you like seeing because an employer probably will not like seeing that. One mistake I see a lot with new people entering the workforce, so maybe fresh graduates, friends of mine that have recently graduated that ask for help with their resume, is that they like to list their experience in order. So first I did this, second I did this, next I did this. In that case, the most recent experience is normally at the bottom. This is a big mistake. You want to have it in reverse chronological order. So your most recent experience is first, the next, the one right before that, then before that, then before that. It just goes in order like that. That's easier to follow for employers. The last thing you want, especially do not do this, is 
having an experience from last year up top, your most recent one in the middle, then your first one, just you know, all over the place. You want to make it easy for employers to follow your career journey and what you've been up to. So the best way to do that is to keep it in reverse chronological order. This is my most recent position right up top. Before this position, I was here right below that and then so on and so forth. Speaking about your experience, the next mistake that a lot of people make is when they list their job title, for example, I work as an admin assistant at XYZ company. Normally under there, whether in bulleted points or a paragraph, whatever you prefer, you can add in written version of your responsibilities, your duties, the main takeaways. Now, a big mistake that you can make here is not doing this or adding way too much information. Now, there are a couple of reasons why this could be a mistake on your resume. Number one, I would say is it can make your resume way too long if you're adding two, three paragraphs per job that you've had. And if you had multiple jobs, now you're looking at three, four pages and trust me, nobody's going to read three, four pages. They're probably just going to skip your resume or be very overwhelmed with it. And then two, if you're only listing the experienced admin assistant, and over here I was a, uh, whatever you were, and you're just boom, 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 lifting that, no responsibilities, no duties under it. It can be way too short. Your resume is just three lines and then boom, you're done. You're submitting it. And maybe you have a lot of experience, but since you didn't really write anything that you did in those jobs, it'll look like you don't have experience. So you want to definitely keep it short, keep it simple, straight to the point, your responsibilities, your duties, the things you did, the highlights of what you were doing, and definitely don't copy the job description in there. I know a lot of people just copy the job description, paste it as admin assistant, and then that job description of that job, paste it in there. People can notice that. ATSs can pick that up as well. It can be seen as lazy. So just going through your head, okay, what was I doing? I was handling these calendars or ordering these assets and just things like that. Add that in there, move on to the next end. Keep it short, keep it simple, straight to the point. Next mistake is keeping irrelevant experience and skills on your resume. I have a friend who recently became an engineer. Now, before this, they had two internships in the field. And as they were applying for that job, I looked at their resume. They had the internship experience. They had their schoolwork, their volunteer work. And then on the bottom, from back in high school, they worked at like a McDonald's and they had that written on there still. Now, a lot of people do this. You know, they want to list everything. Now, if you're a fresh graduate, maybe you have no experience and you want to add that just to show that you've done something. But if you've had some experience with internships or like an entry level job, you definitely want to erase anything, I'd say, pre-graduation or if you're freshly graduated, anything pre-college. Just kind of keep it nice and orderly because that experience, let's face it, is not going to relate to what you're applying to. If you're applying to be an engineer and you're keeping that retail service job or whatever job you had prior to anything engineer related, they're not really going to care about that. And again, this can lead to a very long resume. Maybe your resume is slipping onto the second page and you want to keep it nice and tight in one page. And you're like, oh, I can't really get rid of this McDonald's experience. But it's like, come on, you don't really need that when you have all that internship experience and et cetera, et cetera. But of course, if you're in a position where you're a fresh graduate and all you have is kind of like that work study experience and work that you've done on campus, it's fair to keep all that experience, add those duties in, make it relate somehow, add a little bit of fluff to make it relate to whatever you're applying to. But in those cases, you can keep it. On another note related to irrelevant experiences, let's say you're an engineer now, but five years ago, you used to work in human resources. So in my opinion, moving forward, now that you have multiple years of experience in engineering, you can cut that unrelated human resources experience. Even though it was professional experience, post-college experience, something that you're proud of, something that you feel is a part of your story, I would advise cutting that. And then when you do the interview and they ask you, Tell me about yourself or tell me about your journey or who are you? You know, when you do that little introduction in the beginning, you can definitely add that into your story. I think it's taking up unnecessary real estate, in my opinion, on your resume by staying there. Again, making it longer. And that's the last thing you want to happen is having way too long of a resume. Next mistake, including salary requirements on your resume. I can't believe when I first saw this, I was so shocked. 
why are people even doing this? Maybe you're very confident that you know the market, but trust me, you never really know the market. I've gone into a lot of positions and I'll just throw some random numbers out there where I'm like, I'm going to ask for 40 an hour. And when I go into the phone screen or interview, I'm ready to throw that number out there. But then they say, you know, our range is okay. We're looking at 60 to 65 an hour. And I'm thinking in my head, wow, if I had gone first, or even if I had added that on my resume, 40 an hour, they would have definitely given me 40 an hour. You know, most companies do that. They're, unless that's way below market, but most likely they are going to give you what you ask for, even though they have a budget for something much higher. So keeping your salary on your resume really does mess up any chance of negotiating that you have at all. People are going to say, I gave you exactly what you asked for. What more do you want? You know, at that point, it's going to look bad with the employer, with yourself, that you're going back and forth. You're indecisive if you're trying to negotiate after the fact. So just erase this from your resume, please. You don't need to have this on your resume. You can always leave that room to negotiate and bring your number up when they ask you, when the recruiter asks you or when you have that kind of negotiation phase at the end when they're presenting the offer letter. The next mistake I want to go over is adding unrelated social media platforms to your resume. Now, don't get me wrong. I know there's a lot of professions that ask for a portfolio or maybe a website you've done your projects on, your LinkedIn. That's totally fine. That's related to the job. You know, if you're a model, you're presenting your modeling portfolio or whatever the case is. A lot of engineers have websites where they've done their projects that they want to share. Completely fine. But let's say you are going in for one of those jobs and then you just add your Instagram or your Snapchat or something, which is totally unnecessary, unrelated, has nothing to do with what you're applying to. You're just giving the employer more ammo to look into you and find things like, you know, if you put your Twitter on there, whatever the case is, I've seen it, you know, people put all their social media and they add a hyperlink. So you can just click on it and it'll open it. So what I would recommend is not doing that. You're giving the employer more ammo to look into you, find whatever bias they want to find to not hire you and not bring you on. Keep all that stuff personal. Again, if it's related to your field and it's something that'll give you an edge up with a portfolio or whatever your projects, add that, of course, add that. But if it's not related and you're just adding it just to add it, cut that. It's going to hinder you. It's going to ruin your chances and you don't need that. The last mistake I'm going to go over, this is hit or miss. Again, this whole thing has really been an opinion piece. So take everything with a grain of salt. But this last one, especially is definitely hit or miss is adding a profile picture or a picture of yourself on your resume. Now, why do I say this is hit or miss? In my opinion, I think this opens the door for bias and discrimination, right? People can see the picture and it's just human nature, who we are. People might not hire you because of the way you look. Unfortunately, I know it's not fair. I know they shouldn't do that, but it opens that door. And I just feel like it might be unnecessary. It doesn't relate to your experience. It doesn't show who you are as a professional. They're going to see you anyway during the interview, but at least at that point, you already have your foot in the door. You're not closing the door on yourself by just putting a picture of yourself up there. Now, the reason I say it's hit or miss, because alternatively, I literally did have a recruiting position once in the past where this resume came into me. Now I saw it. I didn't really care about the picture. I looked at the qualifications. I forwarded it on to the hiring manager and they loved the experience. We brought the person in, they got the job. So the picture wasn't really an issue in that scenario. So again, if it's in your field and you see a lot of your colleagues, a lot of people in that field doing that, I guess it's fine. But I would just say in general, one, it takes up space as well on your resume. Two, it opens the door for discrimination and bias. And I just think you don't need all of that on your resume. Extra tip I want to throw in here at the very end is when you finish your resume and you've gone over to make sure none of these mistakes are on there, please proofread again, read everything over, make sure the dates are accurate of where, when you worked at a sp specific spot because they might run a background check on you. And if the dates are off, they're going to come back and say, why are your dates off, et cetera, et cetera. Or the last thing you need is as you're doing that reverse chronological order, it'll show your most current position. But then there's a position somewhere down here where you might've fudged the dates and it shows you're still working in that position too. 
Then they're going to ask you, are you really working in this position from five years ago and this one? What's going on? It's just going to look bad. So please proofread, confirm all the dates are accurate. Make sure there's no grammatical errors. Make sure there's no words missing. I like to talk very fast. And as I talk very fast, I type very fast as well. I used to always have this issue in English classes where whenever they mark up my essays at the end, I'm missing a word. I skipped an and or I skipped a because or I skipped a this or a period or whatever exclamation point. Just make sure when you're doing your resume, you're not skipping any of that. Now, of course, these aren't the only mistakes that you can make on a resume. I think it's limitless to the amount of errors that can be made on a resume. And every year as we move into a new kind of environment or culture of the workplace, there are going to be more mistakes that come up like, hey, don't do this anymore. Don't do that anymore. Or you should do this and you should do that. But, and again, you can find all that maybe on Google, maybe find an article, find a YouTube video. But overall, I hope some of these mistakes, I hope you can go back on your resume and this can help you tighten it up, clean it up, and make you just present a better resume to the employer so that you can get that job, you know, or just limit the amount of errors on there and avoid the chance of just getting in the no response pile over some of these silly mistakes. I hope you found value in this episode. As always, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you follow us on the Instagram, Java's Not Finished Pod. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. And yeah, just I'm glad you're along with this journey. And best of luck to those that are applying for work. I know your resume is going to look perfect after this. So go out there and kill it. Yeah.